Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Tristan Unfiltered. It is raw, authentic, emotional content every week with a new guest. And our first guest today is my dear friend and co-worker, Rosie. Hi guys. (laughs) We were actually talking about family trauma. And so I found it very interesting that we have so many connections through that. Yeah. It's like we almost live the same life. <laughs> um, I think our relationship with our mother, like our yeah. moms, they're very similar. Because how old were you when they divorced? Were you alive? You had to have been alive at least. Yeah, I was, I was seven. Okay. But like it was coming, it was coming to like, my mom honestly should have left my dad or my dad should have left my mom. Because like... It was so bad and, like, so toxic for both of them and for me and my brothers. What about it? Like, what happened? Um, my dad at the time, and this comes from something in his past that he figured out, um, cheated a lot on my mom, which is why a lot of the issues, like, with my brothers and I growing up had, like, the first time that my mom was aware that my dad cheated on her, I was two. Okay. And, like, as I get older, like, more pieces start, like, coming together, and I'm pretty sure he did it, like, when I was not even, like, born yet. Because, like, he cheated on her before I was even conceived, and then after, and then when I was born. Do you think it was just because he was unhappy in the marriage and wanted out? Yeah, but I then, do. If he was cheating on your mom, but you said before you were born, mm-hmm. why'd he then have a kid with her if he knew he was not happy? Um, I honestly like don't know. Like I haven't like got into like a deep conversation with my dad yet about that. Um, we have talked like a little bit about it. There was one time I called him at midnight because my mom didn't have anyone to talk to so she confided into her into her child about a lot of stuff i know a lot of stuff that i really wish that i didn't right because when me and my mom would get into arguments she would always try to make my dad the bad guy by bringing up how bad of a husband he was to make me on her side to make me feel bad for her to make herself the victim and it was bad and so i called my dad at midnight one night and i was like did you cheat on my mom He was like, huh? Because I woke him up and I was like, did you cheat on my mom when you were with so-and-so and and when you you were, like, working? And he straight up said, yeah. And I was like, okay. Thanks for being honest, I guess. (laughs) Well, so do you you feel comfortable at the end of the day talking to your dad about things like that? Yeah, because he got help for it and ended up going to counseling and stuff because it was from an underlying problem that took him a lot of courage to actually like tell me and my brothers about it because it was like so traumatic for him and so it like goes along with the same of like something happened like when he was younger that kind of made him lack that and made him crave something 
kind of like how we were talking earlier with the whole entire like growing up from stuff in your past makes you like lack stuff or feel uncomfortable when you get older which makes you like crave something that you didn't have or that you did have that made you feel uncomfortable yeah no there's so many rumors going around or have gone around through my family at least like the inner family about who cheated like did my mom cheat on my dad or did my dad cheat on my mom and obviously I always was told like my dad cheated first you know what I mean which for sure could totally be true but the more and more things come out about like their past marriages I'm like well I'm not so sure and I don't know I don't really care at this point because like obviously they were so unhappy that like it was never gonna work Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day I'm glad that they're not together because like I've seen so many sides of my mom and dad now that I don't think I would have gotten if they were together and honestly the dynamic in my home when they were together was just not good right it was not okay it became very toxic and then even after he left like it got I would say better for a little bit but then like it eventually just got worse Mm -hmm. the toxicity within the household just between like siblings and then eventually my mom you know it, it was just never good it never it never got better it, it didn't even go stagnant. It straight up just kept going downhill. And I don't understand how we got to the lowest point that we got to before I was like, enough is enough. I have to leave. Right. Um, and honestly, if I wouldn't have left at the time that I did, like I didn't sit there, I didn't come home from work one night and sit there and say, I'm leaving right now and packed up all my stuff and left, like... I don't know if I would still talk to some of my family members that I do now just because it got so bad that I was like if I did not leave in that instant straight up I would not be talking to half of them which sucks to say because it's like they're my family yeah but like sometimes you have to realize family isn't just blood family is like who sticks by your side, who stays there for you, who cares about you. Like, I have some family members that I'm just like, who are you? Well, that's my thing is I, well, I'm adopted, so I already feel, not all the time, but sometimes you definitely definitely feel like a disconnect from them because just the age differences between everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, my oldest sisters, they're, like, one of them's 40 now. Like, I'm 17. Like, I'm just now starting my life. And, like, they've been doing that for 20 years. And, like, so it's just, like, disconnect. And then my family, they're very much, at least on my mom's side, they're very um, Christian and very religious. And they're very old school, which is totally cool. I totally respect that. But um, it's just I don't, it's just another layer of, like, feeling unwelcome because I am so different. Like, obviously being gay, it's, like, a prop. It's not a problem, I would say, to all of them. But at least my aunts, some of my aunts on my mom's side, they were very much like, they saw my post of me in a skirt that I had posted on Facebook. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. And they were just like, they told my mom that, you know, we love him, but we don't support that. And his lifestyle. Well, see, I don't understand that. Like, you can, 
you can support someone and like have their back but then not have like the same opinion or like agree like I don't get why that's such a big deal like you you're no different the only thing is you like you like guys like yeah. you're that doesn't make you different I think their whole thing was like oh he's cross-dressing now well no first of all I don't even think clothes have a gender they like, don't it's literally just it's the same with fabric. colors yeah. like a guy like a guy can have a favorite color that's like pink or purple yeah, like, it does not and matter. And it doesn't mean anything. It just frustrated me because I was, like, you're just, like, you disgust me for that because I was so close to them mm-hmm. when I was younger. I felt so connected to my aunts because, like, obviously when my dad left, we had a bunch of financial burdens. And honestly, they helped out. They really did. And I remember leaving one of my aunt's houses. Um, it was kind of right after my parents had split up. And my mom was really going through it. And so she, like, hugged me to say goodbye, and she was like, take care of your mom. And, like, that stuck by me. Like, I want to take care of my mom. I truly did, like, especially at that time. But it was just, like, I eventually, it just became too much to where I couldn't. She wouldn't even help herself, so it's like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And then it just frustrated me more because I was like, like, that's my family, like, my aunts and stuff, and, like, they don't even support me. So it's like, why am I going to sit there and be hunky-dory with you? Right. They'll comment on my Facebook and, like, just try and, like, talk to me and reach out. And, like, I have I don't want anything to do with them. They'll be on the phone with my mom and I don't want to talk to you. Like, don't say hi to me. I don't care. Like, if you're going to sit there and say that you don't support me, okay, I don't support you. Right. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't care when you sat there and you want to post um, transphobic things on your Facebook, that's fine. You do you. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to voice my opinion as well. But right. they can't do that to my face. You know, like, I don't get the same respect. And I feel like a big part of that is, like, our generations, like, they grew up in, like, two different things. But then at the same time, like, we're still people. And, like, and then they're going to sit there and get mad at us because of how we do something... But then, like, we look up to them, you know? And it's kind of like, how are you going to sit here and get mad at me if you're voicing my opinion, but then you're allowed to do that? Like, it's kind of, like, one-sided and narcissistic, honestly. Because, like, how are you going to get so upset for me voicing my opinion, but then you're allowed to do whatever you want? You're allowed to you know, post whatever you want. But then the second that I do something that is a slight inconvenience to what you agree with or to what you want on your... I mean, it's a news feed. You can literally hide something if you don't agree with it. That was my thing. My dad came to me. He called me and he was... He sat there and he was like, um, hey, like, um, you posted this and family members are coming to me and saying things. It was my Valentine's Day pictures with a cigarette. And I was like, the, the, I literally took those pictures it was a prop. and I didn't like the cigarette and I was going to, I was going to light that motherfucker and I was going to <laughs> hit a vape and blow out the smoke from it. So it looked like I was smoking, but it was like, I <coughs> don't want to sit there and do that because I don't want it to look like I am smoking. You know what right. I mean? So I didn't light it just for that simple fact. So if they want to sit there and be like, oh, is he smoking? And then they'd look closer, closer. And they would see that it wasn't lit. 
and then they would like not say anything. I thought that was like the give and the take with that picture. I thought those pictures were so good. I love like, those pictures still, and it's been almost a year since I took them, and I was like, there's still some of my favorite photo shoots I've ever done, and it's like, you want to crap on me, and then my dad was like, or I told my dad, I was like, I'll just block them so they don't have to see that, and he's like, no, don't do that. I'm like, okay, well then what do you want me to do? Because I'm not going to censor myself for yeah. someone else's happiness or for someone else, someone else's convenience. I don't care. See, that's the difference, like, with that. My mom, like, you know, I'm not the kind of person to wear a lot of makeup. I wear, like, the most simple makeup you can possibly think of. Yeah, I don't ever think you wear any. No. Like, the only time that, like, I've done my makeup, I did it really good. I think I was, like, 15 or 14 at the time. And I wanted to do something, like, different. And so I put on red lipstick. And I posted this picture that I that I took that I really liked with it on. And my mom was like, you need to delete that. Because I really liked it. So I, like, made it, I made it my Facebook profile picture. My mom was like, you need to delete that. It's like, why? Like, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's literally a selfie of just me. And she's like, because you look trashy. And I'm like, how? She's like, the red lipstick is just too much. You're too young for that. And I'm like, it's literally red lipstick. Like, I'm not wearing eyeliner. I'm wearing, like, mascara and red lipstick. I don't get the whole stigma around, like, especially mothers. Like, even dads do it, too. Calling, like, your daughter, like, a whore and a slut and saying they look trashy and, like, a tramp. Like, that's not okay. My mom... So, in 2018, when I was with my boyfriend at the time, um, it was on and off on a relationship with him from the time that I was 13 to the time that I was, like, 15 or 16. Because, like, we broke up when we were 15, but then, like, we were still talking. Like, we'd talk, and then I'd block him. And then I would unblock him, like, a couple months later. And it was so toxic. It honestly was. I did it this year. I haven't talked to him since, I want to say, February. That's good. And I'm just, I'm so, like, happier now that I'm just, like... Because, honestly, like, it was such a bad relationship, but I learned so much from it. And my mom, um, she was talking to me, and some stuff got let out. And she called me a slut and called me a whore. And, like, all this other stuff. And I was like, you don't even have the room to, like, be this mad at me. Like, if anyone should be this mad at me, it should be my dad. And it ended up being this huge thing. Like, we all had to go to counseling, like, that day. Like, my mom was like, we need to get in, like, now. And so my dad had to drive to London all the way from commercial point, all the way from here, and just be like go there and as soon as he saw me he gave me a hug and told me that no matter what he's always gonna love me like no matter how many stupid like decisions that he's always gonna love me my mom it made my dad so mad that my dad literally like broke in the counselor's office my mom called me this person like she couldn't look at me she couldn't hear my voice she couldn't be in the same room with me she called me this person she couldn't call me her daughter and my dad got so mad he was like, do you see how hurt your daughter is right now? The fact that you can't even look at her. 
when all of this is going on. And my mom, she didn't, she didn't care. She ended up kicking me out that week. And then I went and stayed with my dad. And it was a huge thing. And I was like, how can you, like, how can you bring someone into this world and then treat them like that? And then when, as I got older, like I did exactly what she always, what she always told me that she was doing. She was raising me to stick up for myself, raising me to defend myself. And the second that I started doing it to her, it was an inconvenience to her and to what she thought. And it made her mad. And that's why, like, I don't live with her anymore. I was like, I have been taking care of you since I was seven years old. I had to grow up when I was seven years old. I had to experience so many things from when I was younger than seven. And then when I was seven, you just dumped it all on me because she didn't have any friends. And I don't blame anyone for not wanting to be friends with her. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like, how can you like bring someone into this world and then use them as a backboard? Yeah, that's exactly how mine was. Um, well, because my parents separated when I was four or five. They didn't divorce until, I think, like, last year or something. So, like, 12 years later. But, like, I had to grow up right around that time, too, and just, like, figure everything out on my own and then, like, sit there and support my mom. And then I remember times I would, like, be in the car with my mom and I would be begging her, crying, and getting into these arguments and, like, deep, deep discussions being, like, I just need you to parent. I just need you to be this. I just need you to be that. I just need you to be present in your children's lives. Right. Like, I get you have two other kids that you already raised and sent out on their way, but you adopted three more that are still under 18, and we, don't have, we don't have parents. My dad moved to Indiana right away. My mom just moved to Indiana. Yeah, so it's like our lives are so intertwined that way. <laughs> but it was like... I just, like, I don't understand that. And I would sit there and I would cry and I would just beg her. I was like, I just need you. I need you to do something. And so then it came to, like, my one of my older sisters who was over 18. She had moved in with us after my dad left. And she was actually being the parent, parental figure for all of us. That was my oldest brother. Yeah, and it was like, you could see what it was doing to her because before she had lived with us and before all of that happened she was just this happy go lucky you know 20 something year old um woman and then like eventually it just took its toll and she like couldn't do it anymore and like her mentality switched and she was just so upset all the time she got really depressed and i felt bad and i feel bad now because i'm like i feel like you wasted your life taking care of us and wasted your money taking care of us because you know our mom couldn't our mom didn't right. want to and it was like, I love my mom. I do, especially now. But looking back, like at that time, I was so hurt and blinded by anger that like none of my siblings, like none of us talked to each other. It got so bad. It was like we were just, we were living in high school. You know what I mean? Like we were mm -hmm. stuck in this high school mentality of, you know, me and my siblings, me and my sisters, we would go out because no one ever really saw my brother. He would just go and do never come around especially as we got a little older um, i would say like the last like seven years like he just like kind of checked out and i don't know like we would get together 
and we'd be like, like, you know, we don't like this, this, and this, and we really need to fix this, this, and this in the family. And then, like, those problems would then arise at home. And then I I would be at the forefront being like, hey, because I'm honest, I don't care. And mm-hmm. I would stick up for everybody, or at least myself. You're very, you're very honest. I would just want to be, like, I don't want to be confrontational, and I don't want to be too rude. But that's how they said I was. But it was like, I just wanted what was best for everybody. Like, my sisters and I, and I knew my brother was too, were hurting for my mom. So I would tell my mom how we felt. And then, like, in front of my siblings, and then they would be like, no, we didn't say that. No, we didn't do that. And I'm just like, guys, like... You it may this... not know that you were doing it, but other people around you yeah. know. Because when when you're doing something that's not okay, you don't really see it as it's not okay Like at the time. But then yeah. other people are like, yeah. hey, well, that's not okay. Like That really like offended me. And then they're just like, oh, no, 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 no. Like You misunderstood that. Well, I would do that all the time. Like I am not. I was probably one of the worst ones in there. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie like I truly like it just got to that point eventually mm-hmm. because we would have those fights and like they would sit there and be like well I didn't say that I didn't do that and I'm like guys like you don't have to backtrack it's not telephone like right. like just be honest with each other so we can work through this like we had family counseling it didn't work like I was in therapy one of my sisters was in therapy my mom I don't know if she ever did therapy or not but she was talking about it um, but it just like it never got better. It only ever got so bad to the point of like we just started hating each other. And like I know we all have different experiences and we all look at the situations differently. But at the end of the day, like we just truly grew so far apart that mm-hmm. it was just unbearable to be around anymore. Right. And it was just so toxic for everybody to the point of like my brother like would not talk to us for weeks on end at this point um I sometimes I remember he would go and like basically live at his friend's house for a while and I didn't see him for I know I think the longest was like a month or two and like at the time I didn't care because I was like I don't even like him but now I'm like oh dang like he's over 18 now like we missed our childhood opportunity like that's all gone now and my sister she had a kid like like everyone grew up everyone's like separated now no one lives together And now, like, with that space, it's so much better, I would say. Like, we're all working through things. We're all growing. We're all learning. And, like, truly that space is what we needed to heal. I feel like the space with me and my mom, like, it's very very difficult. Because, you know, I really don't want a relationship with my mom. Simply because of how she treated me for such a long period of time. For sure. And... Like, I don't know, the only issue, like, I'm having right now is I don't know if she is actually changing or if it's the issue that has happened before where, like, she starts to do it and then it sucks me back in because I'm like, she's my mom. I want a relationship with my mom. Do not get me wrong. But it's so draining and it's so difficult because it's like, I don't know if I actually want to do this because it's the same pattern. Like, it starts to change. I open up. I let my guard down and then it just goes back to that toxicity and that like mental block where it's like you literally make me want to not be alive. 
because when I went through that really dark patch and I was like, I really just like don't want to be here anymore. Like, I don't really see like what I'm supposed to be learning. I don't know why like all of this stuff is being put like in my path or like in my life. Like I really don't understand. I don't understand like I grew up in a religious family. Same. And so, like, growing up, I'm, like, if there is a God, like, because I still have, like, back and forth, like, moments with it. I'm oh, just, me too. I'm just kind of, like, if there is a God, like, why would he put all of this in my life at such a young age? And just, like, constant, like, smacks in the face. Like, I have so much good things, like, happening right now. Like, we're about to graduate. Yes. Um... I was so excited. I have seven months left. You have what? Like three. Three. Three, yeah. Because you're graduating early. Yes. I wish I could, but can't. Well, I'm Career graduating. Center. <laughs> I'm graduating a year and a half early. Well, I mean, like early, like this year. Right. Because, like, not only are you graduating, like, a year early, like in your junior yeah. year, but also, like, before, like, the, the ceremony yeah. and everything. So. And I have so many, like, high points. But then this year, January, my grandpa passed away. April, my uncle took the easy way out. He passed away. And then August, my grandma passed away. And then on top of that, my relationship with my mom, with court and the custody and everything like that, that's, I mean, honestly, it's still going on. Like, court and everything's over, but, like, those blocks and those issues are still occurring. And then on top of that, like move like we were talking about earlier with like everyone like moving away and kind of spacing out. My uncle is moving to California. My cousin is wanting to enlist in the army or go to college just to make everyone else happy. Like do it to make yourself happy. And then my dad, my brothers, my new mom my ex-stepmom, my brother and sister, my niece, my dad's first wife, they're all moving to one of the Carolinas or like Tennessee area. And I still have like my grandpa, my mom's mom and stepdad here. Or like my mom, she lives in Indiana. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Because I'm such a daddy's girl. Like, I'm not going to lie. I have had a lot of issues growing up with my dad. But I've never wanted to actually, like, discuss them. Because I always want to look at my dad as, like, my hero. You know, whatever. And my dad's not perfect. Do not get me wrong. Right. He has changed a lot. And I'm very proud of him. And proud of, like, all the things that, like, he's overcome and everything. I mean, losing both your parents in a eight-month time period yeah. is so hard. Right. I couldn't imagine. I, I couldn't imagine that. Like, I lost my grandparents. But because of my mom, I wasn't as close to them as I wish that I was. And I do have a lot of regrets about that. And everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't, like, regret that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I do. Like, right. it wasn't my fault. Back to my mom, she didn't allow me to have that connection with them. She didn't allow me to just be like, can I go to grandma and 
can I go to Mom Papa's? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. No. She wouldn't let me just do right. that because I wanted to go over there because she was like, that, you can go with them on your dad's time. Well, that's how my mom, or, like, not even just my mom, like, my entire family was. We would always go to, like, my dad's um, family events, like, my dad's side. And I loved them. I thought they were so much fun, like, Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, suddenly we just stopped going. And I was like, why? Are, like, why? Like, that's my family. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then we would go to my mom's, and I just felt so unwelcome there all the time. We all did. But I was like, if you feel unwelcome at this one, why don't we go to the other one? So I just never understood that. And then it's like, I'm so disconnected from my dad's side of the family. And it sucks because honestly, they were some of my favorite people. And now living with my grandparents, um, I'm honestly getting a lot closer to all of them again. And I really enjoy that. Like my cousins and my aunt um, on my dad's side and my grandparents, like I honestly love spending the time that I am with them because like, I know I don't have forever. Right. So I'm very grateful. I've always been close with my family on my dad's side, but then at the same time, distant. I've always felt disconnected from both sides of my family. My mom's side, because I was my dad's daughter. My dad's side, because I was my mom's daughter. And my brother, growing up, actually, I don't think I've ever told you this, but he actually physically abused me for a couple years, and it almost got to the point of something worse. And, um, for that, I felt uncomfortable and I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know who to talk to about it because everyone was just like, oh, well, that's just how big brothers are. Like my brother put me in a chokehold in his apartment and I literally blacked out on his floor and he just left, he literally just left me there until I woke up. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is what we're doing now. And then, um... My uncle on my mom's side of the family, um, when I had my first attempt, my mom took me there. And I was like, why are you doing that? Like, I don't feel comfortable around him. He's very aggressive, very narcissistic, very, he's a drunk too. And, um, he was drinking and everyone else was in bed and he was sitting there and he called me into the kitchen because I... Obviously, I couldn't sleep because I was in, like, an uncomfortable situation. Right. I wasn't around anyone that I really felt comfortable by. Right. From a situation when I was younger, which I'll tell you after this. Um, And he was sitting there, and he was just talking bad about, like, my dad and my brothers and everyone. And then he was like, I don't want to look at my niece and consider her a slut or blah, 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 blah. And, like, killing yourself is the most selfish thing to do. Like, I understand, like... I don't know why that would even cross your mind. And I'm like, the fact that you don't know why it would cross your mind is like an easy thought. Like you would think, why would someone think that? But then at the same time, like sometimes you just feel so empty and like not wanted by anyone, but you know you're wanted. Like it doesn't really, like that's not the first thing that you think of. Right. It's kind of just like, oh, well, and this is going to make me sound like such a bad person, but it's like, oh, well, I don't want to be here anymore because I'm so unhappy and I really don't see, like, where it's getting better. Right, it's like, what brought you to that point? Like, what, like, you have to sit, like, those people have to sit there and think, like, what brought them to that point? Like, Mm -hmm. they're there for a reason, so what can I do to help? Because the night after I tried, I woke up and I was like, dang. (laughs) 
Like, I was scared the night I did it because I was like, I really wish that I didn't do that. But then whenever I woke up, I was like, dang. Yeah. Like, here we are again. And I went to um, my guidance counselor at school and I told her, I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And she was like, well, I do have to call your parents. And I was like, call my dad first before you call your my mom, please. So she called my dad and my dad was like, we'll talk about it and everything. He wasn't mad at me. I was like, I didn't know if my parents were going to be mad at me. I was like, my mom's going to be mad. I was like, I know my mom's going to be mad. And she called my mom. My mom started yelling at my guidance counselor and I'm like, she's not the one that took the pills, but like, okay. Well, my whole thing is, one, I don't even see suicide as a selfish option. I see it as... It's like, honestly, it's, it's a mental battle that you're Yeah, it's like, yourself. it's an own personal thing. And it's like, people deal with them differently. So it's like, if they choose to go that route, like, obviously, you're gonna be hurt and upset and feel like, so maybe even angry, mm-hmm. or just sad. But it's like, it's what they felt they needed to do. You know what I mean? So it's like, which is difficult with me with my uncle. Yeah, it's very difficult to cope with and deal with. But it's like, they chose to do it, and you can't go back now, so why are you going to sit there and be angry about it? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I remember just this summer, my dad had called me, and my dad and I are not close. Like, I'm closer with him, I would say, than all of my other siblings. Um, But, like, by no means do we have that father-son relationship that right. is ideal. Um, But he called me, and it was one of the first times, like, I'd ever felt truly loved by my dad and it like literally makes me feel so good but like so feel like I'm missing out on something Mm -hmm. he called me like conflicted yeah he called me while I was out with some of my friends and I was just driving and like I had him on the car like radio speaker Mm -hmm. and he starts talking and he's like I had this really bad dream about you and like I like undid it really fast and like turned off my bluetooth and like I was like okay And, like, he was, like, I had a dream that you, like, killed yourself. And, like, my dreams, I don't dream a lot. And when I do, like, they almost always come true. Or, like, something happened similar to that. And I was, like, well, I'm really glad you called because, like, I've really been feeling very alone. And it was, like, I don't know. It was right after I moved out. Mm -hmm. And I was just very upset and very conflicted. Um, I remember us talking about that, like, at work. Yeah, I was just, I was happy that he, like, reached out to me. But it was also, like... Like, where were you doing that, you know, five years ago? You know what I mean? Like, where were you then? Just like with my mom, like, we're closer now, yeah, but, like, where were you when I needed you? Mm-hmm. Where were you when my mom and dad, the only parents I've ever known, divorced and I've I was alone? Feeling, I've been feeling like that a lot lately. But then, like, from growing up with my mom, like, she always made it seem like, if you're upset, then you're just being selfish. Yeah. Like, you're happy. Like, whenever I went to her, because I thought that I was depressed, or that I had, like, really bad anxiety, because it was all starting to get, like, really bad, she was like, just because I have something doesn't mean that you have it, too. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally coming to you because I'm scared. I'm like, you think I want, you think I want to have this? Like, you think I want to be thinking these thoughts, or you think that I want to be acting like this? Like, I right. don't. I'm a happy person. Yeah. A bubbly one. I'm a very bubbly person. But then when it gets to those points, it's just kind of like, 
draining. Yeah, like, help me. And it's like, like I just don't understand parents who don't. And then you reach out. And I, I was on the phone with my sister-in-law yesterday at school. And I had the worst mental breakdown. Like, I was just a mess. And I was still doing my home. I was still doing my assignments. I'm literally sitting there, like, curling this mannequin's hair. Just bawling my eyes out, talking on the phone with my sister-in-law. And I got off the phone with her when I got done. And I called my dad. And I was like, where are we at with counseling? I was like, I need to get in. I haven't been in counseling in almost over a year. Same. Because it's coming up on October 30th, actually, that I moved in with my dad, like, full time. Okay. And so I haven't been into counseling since then. And I told him, I was like, I need, I was like, I'm not having a good day. I kind of talked to him about it, and he was like, talking to me he's like well if you ever need to talk to anyone in the family he's like you know you can come to me and my dad is very good with that but then I still am like I don't want to hurt him because I don't want him to look at his little girl I mean he has Riley but like I was his first daughter right and I was 11 when the twins were born so I was I was the baby right for such a long period of time and um my dad wasn't the best, but I still looked up at him like he was my savior. And um, sitting there talking to him at school, and he was like, you just need to let things go. He's like, I know it's a lot easier said than done, but he's like, once you do that, he's like, you'll start feeling so much better. And I'm like, I have been trying. But then something happens and it comes back up. Yeah. And it just feels like I can't escape it. Yeah. And we were sitting there talking, and he was like, you're a lot like your mom in that way. And I told him, I was like, I just I just sort of, like, you know that cry that you have when you, like, want to start, like, screaming because how bad something, like, hurt? Yes. I was sitting with that, and so I'm sitting with, their, with my sweatshirt there, just biting it, like, trying not to, like, completely, like, shatter in class and he was like you know you can always come and talk to me about these kind of things and I was like okay well I'm gonna get off and um try to put myself together before my lab instructor comes back in he was like okay I was like we can talk about it after work and then when I got home at work last night he was like you still need to talk I was like "Mm, yeah but I really don't feel like crying anymore today so we'll talk about it another time yeah and it's just like draining because I know that I have people. I mean, I have you. I have, like, other people at work. I have my friends from three other schools. Right. I mean, I've moved schools five times. And I'm like, I know I have people. But then at the same time, like, I'm always there for them. And then here lately, like, I'll call them and I, like, need something. And they're just, like, nowhere to be found. And it's like, I know that, like, I have you guys. And you tell me that, like you're here for me but then like when I desperately like need you you're nowhere to be found yeah no I totally feel that way I well I used to have so many friends mm-hmm. and then I just felt like like we disconnected or when I dropped out of school like I just like I I didn't want to talk to them or be around them anymore so I kind of just like we all distanced and then I like gained all these new friends and like connections with family and it's like when I'm desperately, like, alone and in need of, like, 
just like someone to um vent to like after work or something they'll just be like no like i can't or like they'll just give me short responses or like don't even respond and i'm just like where are you mm-hmm. because like i feel like i'm always gonna sit there and be there for you and after work like if someone was like can we please talk i would just i would totally drop everything to go and talk to them like i don't care and I get, like, life gets in the way for sure. That's why I love your, knowing your schedule. Because, like, I know when you work, I'm like, hey. Yeah. Um, what are you doing right now? Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind. Like, I don't care. I would rather listen to somebody than, like, sit there and make them feel like they're not, um, they don't have anybody. Like, they're not important or, like, they're yeah. not there. I want, I want all of my friends to feel like they're the most important person in my life. Because they are, truly especially because i'm so disconnected from my family like they are all i have i have a lot of friends and like everyone gets mad at me because like i like to call everyone like my best friend because like i don't like having like a boundary of like friends and then best friends because all of my friends are amazing right and i feel like if i'm like oh yeah this is my best friend and this is my friend like just the friend is gonna be like ouch oh yeah I would be out. I would hit you. I don't know. <laughs> like, I have, like, different levels. Like, my best best friend. I've been friends with her since we were seven years old. Yeah. And we've never really had a falling out. The only falling out we've had, like, had nothing to do with us and had everything to do with our parents just being, like, they need yeah. some time. And then we reconnected and we're like, do our parents, like, should our parents even know, like, we're talking again? And then I have my bestie. Yeah. Which I've been friends with him just since last year, and we've gotten really close, like, stuff like that. And then I have you, which, like, I didn't think that we'd be this close whenever I started working. Right. I didn't think I would be close to any of the people from work as I am now. Because mm-hmm. when I started, I only knew my sister at the time. And I was like, oh, like, this is just, like, a, a temporary job, and, like, it's not going to last, and... Like now these just are my people. Over a, year. over a year, loving everybody. I don't know how they feel about me. They all say they love me, but I don't know. I love you. <laughs> um, no, but um, bringing it back to you talked about everything like just keeps coming and you can't escape it. I have been going through this, and I've gone through it several times, several different ways, different stages of my life. But I'll, I'll be around my mom for a minute, and it's fine. Like, we're amazing, like, 80% of the time now, which is the most it's ever been. But sometimes she'll act a certain way, like she used to, or do something, or just say something. And I'm just like, like that, you know, like a red flag comes up, and I'm like, why am I getting so close to her again if she's just going to do this again or or not do this again and That's act how I'm this way. With my mom. So I'm just like, I don't know how close I can get to you before you're gonna hurt me again. And I don't wanna feel that way. I don't wanna feel that way about anybody. And right. I like I, I know that hurts her for me to say that. But it's just like it's just something we've had to deal with because I I don't hold it against her because looking back, she has so much trauma too and she was so depressed, especially after my dad left, because she's had men all her life like she's only ever relied on a man in her life and so not finally not having any and just being a single mom of um I think five kids like obviously that's going to get to somebody the financial burden like all of it and so 
like she, the financial burden the burden of like having to take care of different people like in all in different ways because i mean yeah. no one's the same like we all right cope differently love much. Like, differently with my oldest brother, like, as we've gotten older, I didn't have a relationship with my oldest brother for a couple of years. Yeah. Because of my mom. Because my mom actually abused me and my brothers. She, my brothers would like to lie to get me in trouble. Okay. Because they weren't her sons. So they were like, oh, if we just do this, like, she's going to take it out on Rose. And it's not going to do anything to us. Right. Well, my mom kind of realized it and she was like, I'm done beating her. For your satisfaction. Because she would just like hit me or punish me for no reason. Because my brothers would tell her these things that I didn't do. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, some some that I some I did do. And like some I did deserve it. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that like parents shouldn't discipline their kids. Because they should. I mean, how are we going to like learn that it's a bad thing if we're like not disciplined. But then at the same time, like I feel like the discipline should go in line with what happened for sure simply because like if you're gonna sit there like and say something bad like i wouldn't necessarily say like make your kid eat soap just for saying like something like offensive like that's yeah not okay just be like hey like that's not okay like it really depends on how bad like it was on what the discipline should be and so like she would just like go ham for no reason. On me for no reason. And right. then like with my brothers, she would go to an extent amount. I mean, my brother, my oldest brother, he has frostbite on his toes because my mom disciplined him for doing, I don't remember what he did, but made him run around our, we had 75 acres. Okay. Three of it was actual yard. She made him like do laps around our yard in the middle of winter. With, like, no shoes on. And he has frostbite, like, on his toes still. He's 26. Right. And I didn't have a, like, I don't know if you ever have the situation where, like, you don't see someone for such a long time. You, like, forget their name, forget what they look like, like, forget what their voice sounds like and everything. And my oldest brother, he basically raised me and my um, other brother. Right. And so... Like, I didn't have him for such a long time. I, f like, forgot that I even... Like, I knew that I had two brothers growing up, but then I was, like... It just kind of became I a distant memory. I only know one of them. Yeah. And the only reason why my dad actually left my mom is because my brother's mom blackmailed my dad into leaving my mom because she was like, if you don't leave her, I'm taking your other son. And you won't have a relationship with him. And my dad and my brother are just now, 10 years later, just now, starting to reconnect and get that relationship back. Yeah. And I go over to my brother's and I do some unholy things. <laughs> and we get into these deep connections. We get into these deep, long conversations. And we realize that, like, we both have a lot of the same coping mechanisms. We both have a lot of the same um memories as a kid um we both realized that like as growing up in such a toxic um oh. traumatic environment and home that we've actually blacked out like there's a lot of my childhood that i've blacked out and just like buried deep down that like i will never 
ever think of it or talk about it or like uncover it because like I can't remember it fully because like my mind has put these like different ideas and different thought patterns into it yeah that changes it to make it not as bad right like I'll sit there and I'll talk to my dad and I'll be like do you remember this and he's like that never happened and I'm like yeah it did that's how I he's feel. like no baby yeah. it didn't and I'm like um what yeah it did yeah. like I remember it so vividly and he's like he just keeps saying like no yeah there's just certain things that I'm like like my dad even my mom too like I'll be like, you told me this one time, and it, like, it broke me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll bring it up to them, like, a couple years later. And they'll just be like, that never happened. I'm like, I never said that. Like, why, where did, I don't remember that. And, like, I just, I won't even argue with them about it. It's just, like, I know it happened. Like, that we don't have to talk about it. Like, I just know it happened. Um, I don't know. I just, I, like, obviously some homes are worse than others and some are mm-hmm. better than others i'll talk about like with my stuff and then i'm and then once again i feel selfish because i'm like there's people that are literally yeah. getting like like their moms are addicted to drugs and stuff like this and like my mom is just bipolar yeah my family members that like maybe like didn't live in the house you know what i mean like on the outside looking and they're like uh like even some of my friends that i had at this time and you know, we're not friends anymore, obviously, but, um, at the time I would sit there and I would like talk to them and like try and cope it out with them and be like, like, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm dealing with. Like, I don't know what to do. And then they'd be like, oh, that's not that bad. Like, oh, your mom's fine. Like, oh, you don't have that. worst. like, my life's like this. That's what my mom would do. And she would, she would always come up to me and she would be like, you really don't have that hard of a life because my mom, and this goes like in hand with the, I'm a big empath. Yeah. And she'll go, like, in-depth of being, like, well, this happened to me. My grandfather abused my grandma. Yeah. And my uncles. But then, back to the whole daddy's girl, my mom was a daddy's girl. Okay. And, you know, as a daughter, like, I don't know what it is with, like, dads and daughters, but, like, they're, like, they're princess. Yeah. I mean, my dad... And I I make it a joke whenever my dad calls my little sister princess because whenever my brother and sister were born, I was scared because I was going from the baby to being directly in the middle. Right. I went from being the baby to having two older siblings, two younger siblings. Right. And, like, I would go, like, my dad was like, you know, we're not going to, like, forget about you. Like, you're still going to be just as important, blah, blah, blah. And so my dad would call Riley Pocket Princess. Okay. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. Because, you know, I was like, I really don't want to, like, be forgotten because I see all these things about, like, middle kids and they're just, like, invisible. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want it to go to that point. But then I went from the middle kid to being, like, the oldest because both my brothers moved out. Right. And so now I'm... You know, taking care of the kids, like, doing a lot of chores, taking care of the animals, and I'm just like, I have school and work. Yes. As soon as I get, like, as soon as I get off the bus from school, I go home, change, and I go into work. Yeah, right into work with me. 
And so it's kind of like, where does it stop? And I was talking to my dad and I was like, I'll joke around whenever he calls Riley princess. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. she's pocket princess. I'm princess. And I make it a, like a little like joke. And then I don't know if they, I'm pretty sure they know that I'm joking, but then like I get butthurt about, I'm not going to lie. Like I get butthurt when they sit there and are like, oh, you're so like dramatic or whatever. Cause like growing up, I'm just like, like that was my thing and now yeah. it's not my thing. I totally get that. I hold on to And I am joking about it, but then at the same time I'm still like, mm. Yeah. I'm like that kinda sucks. I'll hold on to stuff like that too. Because I always thought that like the day like even the day that like I get married, which that might not happen because honestly men are trash. I can't do marriage right now. <laughs> but like I'll be sitting there and I'm talking about it and I'm like, I just want to be like my dad's princess. Yeah. And I feel like with all of this mistakes that I've made in the past year, year and a half, December of yeah. last year, my little, um, my little, I don't even know what to call it. My little activities, I guess you could say. Moment. Yeah. Um, I just... Like, I disappointed everyone. I was like, that's not, like, what I intended to do. Like, I know that it was wrong. But then no one lets me live it down. And I'm like, I'm just trying to move on from it. Right. You can't really move on if everybody else is holding on to it. And they're like, oh, well, we're just joking. And I'm like, well, like, could you stop? Like, that yeah. actually, like there's a line. Like, the action. At Mole's funeral, it got brought up. And I'm just, and I really wanted to be like, well, you know... At least I haven't been to prison. At least I haven't been to jail. At least I haven't been any new drug bust. At least I haven't been selling drugs. At least I haven't, you know, yeah. almost had my kids taken away. And it's just kind of like, mm, yeah, you're going to sit here and say that I have grand theft. No, it was my car. It just wasn't in my name. And I went she to stole go... a car, guys. Um... <laughs> it was my car. It was in my name. My friend was in a really bad situation. Right, and you just and went I to had, help. I had to go get her. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't have my license. I had my permit. I was a good... I'm a good driver. Like, I was... To be determined. Dude, no. Because literally, literally, he said I was going 74 and a 55. And I looked at my speedometer. I was going 61 miles per hour. You, um, sometimes they don't actually calibrate those. And you can, um, you could say that. You can be like, have you calibrated it? I watched that on TikTok. If only <laughs> I knew that December 23rd at 2 a.m. <laughs> um, no, but I just feel like my family, like, we held on to things for so long. And, like, we were just so blinded by anger mm-hmm. that we just, like, we didn't like each other. And I'm so glad it's, like, it is getting better. So I think when you move out and, like, on... My family is, like I said, everyone's kind of dispersing. Right. The only reason why anyone was staying here... Was your grandparents. Was my grandparents. They're both dead. Right. <laughs> Rest easy, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, also, at the same time, everyone's kind of getting closer. Because, like, my uncle... I've never known this side of my uncle. I love it. I've never been this close with him. I've never talked with him this much. Yeah. And... I'm so proud of him because he's like, I want to be 
He's like, I want to make my mom and dad proud, even though they're not here, because he feels bad of the mistakes that he made when they were here. He's like, I need to step up. Right. And everyone's kind of like, we need to stay close. Right. Even though mom and dad aren't here to do that. See, I feel like my family did the opposite. Not my immediate family, but like, so my, my mom's side, like, because my, my grandparents on my dad's side are still alive, but the ones on my mom's side, we would always go down every year. They like live an hour and a half, like south or something. And we would always get together the entire family, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like East, random Easter stuff. And like, we just slowly stopped doing that. And like, mm-hmm. then the family reunion stopped. And I'm just like, like, none of us are close anymore. Like, we don't talk. And honestly, that's why I feel so disconnected. Like, when my aunts, like, did hurt me and, like, said those things about me. Because I was like, oh, like, we don't even talk anymore. Like, why am I still a subject in your life? You know what I mean? Like, it just, it, like, it bothered me. And I'm very, like, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy that. But I'm glad my immediate family is now doing the opposite and getting much closer. Like, with my oldest sister... She, you know, moved out of town. She lives, like, 45 minutes away now. But we're closer than we've ever been. I've never known her, like, this side of her, and I don't think she's ever known mm-hmm. this side of me because we've never, we, I've never talked to her. Like, I've only ever given her, like, a few word sentences when I would see her. And now we talk all the time, and I love it. You know what I mean? And it's, like, my favorite thing. Right. I just enjoy that so much. Um, my cousin, she has a daughter. She just turned two. Or three. She turned three. Um, she was talking. She had a birthday party. I couldn't go because it was the day that we had homecoming. Okay. And me and you were out running that morning and then... You get your nails done. Came home and then had like two hours and then you came back over to my house. Yes. And then... I had called my cousin and was like, hey, like, I want to tell Autumn, like, happy birthday. And she was like, okay. And so I was talking to her, told her happy birthday. You know, she's three. Like, she's really not going to remember it. But I was like, I just want to be able to, like, tell her that. Because I love that little girl. Um, And my uncle, the real bad one, um... He was sitting there trying to guess who was on the phone with her. Okay. Because I'd FaceTimed her. And, like, I heard his voice and I just got anxious. Right. Because, like, I can't, I can't be around him. And I've told my mom multiple times. I'm like, I would really rather not talk about him. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. And she's like, oh, well, he apologized. It's fine. I'm like, just because you apologize doesn't mean that what he did was okay right and it doesn't mean you're ready i may have forgiven him for it but i still am uncomfortable around him and you need to respect that yeah because i respect that you don't want me to talk about my dad my stepmom my new mom because i call i call my dad's wife my mom because she's been a better mom to me than my mom has been in the past 17 years for sure and like i respect that she doesn't want to do that Right. That she doesn't want to hear that, that she doesn't want me to talk about that, that she doesn't want me to show them pictures of that. But then she gets so upset when I ask her not to talk about my uncle. 
and then she'll turn around and go like you act like it was getting a little too sad there a little too, a little too dark some of us were tearing <laughs> up a little bit it is okay family trauma is common many people have it and it doesn't matter like how small or how big it is like it's still significant and it still, still matters still good so please talk to people therapy is amazing i love therapy whether you want to just talk to like your friends or yeah. someone at school talking or... it out with your family itself you know mm-hmm. the... even if you don't want to talk about it but you like don't want to keep it in yeah. get a little notepad and just journals are amazing try and write every diary of olympic kid <laughs> um no but we actually one of the other things we truly love talking about especially at work <laughs> Are guy encounters that we have all the time. Um, so many boy troubles most, in that kitchen. <laughs> most recently, because we work together, um, a lot of workers have been getting sexually, sexually harassed. harassed by men. And so, Ro- mostly Rosie, not really me. <laughs> she has two experiences. In that the last like, two month week, and a or, half? Yeah, I guess the other one was a while ago. But yeah, and then like some of our other coworkers too are even dealing with it, and it's like, mm-hmm. what is going on at our job? What is happening? There is just something in the air with these old men. Might, they don't go through menopause. I was gonna say it's <laughs> menopause, but well, their midlife it's, crisis. It's started by them. I mean, Probably. it starts with men. The first three letters spell out men. Men. So fuck men. Anyway, <laughs> honestly. So walk us through both of these stories okay so the first one um me you and another co-worker were all outside with one of the regulars yes and... our favorite regular oh it's so good um he was outside and he's like 50 or 60 we work um, at a bar by the way to give context yes um bar and grill mm, so good so good <laughs> um we were all sitting outside, and I don't even remember what started the conversation. Well, we were just talking, and he gets on these tangents of things. And yeah. He was talking about, you know... Like, religion and stuff like that. Trans rights not being a thing. And, and then you were like, I'm gonna go back me, inside. Me and our other co-worker go inside, so it's just Rosie and this man. And he, like, starts talking to me, and he goes... I was on the phone with my boyfriend at the time, and... Like, I don't know if he knows that I was on the phone with him, and he just started talking. And he was like, you, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful. He's like, you look so good. And I'm like, every time you go in there, like, he's like, you don't even, like, dress up all nice. But I'm just, but he's just like, you just look so good all the you time. You shitting on your, your clothes, your I'm, work clothes. I shit on my work clothes all the time. <laughs> and he was sitting there and just started talking, and he was like, starting to get like really like flirty aggressively and aggressive and i was like oh this is what this is what we're doing now and like i was really hoping that at the time my dad would just drive by and just be like hey dad and just go over and talk to him but that didn't happen not a savior this time around and <laughs> and he just starts talking to me and he just starts going oh you look He's like, you just look so good. He's like, if I got the chance, I would rip all your clothes off. And and the second I got, and I was just like, hey, like, you know, I'm 17. He's like, I'd go to hell for the things I'd do to you. And then the bartender, 
she came outside and she's like, you don't even believe in shit like that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I took that as my chance to just tip out of there. Not and I gave... all heroes wear capes. <laughs> and I just gave her like the look of like, thank you. <laughs> yes. And I just went right back inside. And, that... and I, I was like, that was the most uncomfortable thing that has ever happened to me. That one's it. That one was it. And, then... and I'm part of the 97%. I was like, yeah. listen up. <laughs> and now, just recently, another one happened. Just this week, actually. Literally the other day. Uh, he always he always gives me a hug when I walk in there. He's, he's a like, very friendly guy. He's very nice. Like, hugs a lot of the workers. Yeah. Not me, but it's fine. He's... <laughs> I don't want one, but... He's, like, always, like, he'll call me baby girl and stuff like that. No, I just think that it's, like, he knows, like, I just, I think take it just as, like, where a he we're knows. From. Yeah. Or like, what we're around. Very Southern. Yeah. But then at the same time, not. Yeah. But, like, a lot of Southern people are very, like, respectful, very kind. But then there's the other There's no lines portion. for them. Um. <laughs> it's all It's all, it's hazy. And then, like, he'll just sit there and just start talking and just be, like... How was, like, school? How was, like, work been? How have you been? Stuff like that. And there was actually another encounter that I didn't even tell you about. That I'll oh, God. After this with the same guy. Oh, God. With the same gal. And he was, like, he came back to the kitchen. And he was, like, he came up to me, gave me a hug, t- started talking about school and everything. And he was, I wasn't thinking anything of it. And he was, like, can you, like, kind of, like, squeeze my back a little bit to try and, like, pop my back? And I was, like... Oh, you yeah. know, like I'm a sure. masseuse around here now. Well, I, I we do massages at school, and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, like I was like, sure, you know, like why not? And he just looks at my boobs and just because I think your boobs are in the way, and I'm like, I don't know how to take that. I just kind of awkwardly laughed and walked right over to do a ticket. I was like, oh, sorry, like I I gotta do this. Like I'm letting, you know, Tristan just. Yeah. Chill, and I just kind of looked over at you, and I was like, go chill. <laughs> well, I knew you were uncomfortable. I, I didn't know what he did, so I was just like, uh. So, what, wait, what else did he do then? Um, well, it was at the time with my bestie. Okay. And that things were a little confusing with her friendship, and um, I was like, I'm just so confused. Like, men are so confusing. Like, guys are just like, they say one thing. And then act another way and then say other things. And she's kind of like, what do you want? And he was like, oh, so I guess I'm not on the, I guess I'm not in the market or something like that. Or like, I guess I'm not on like the table. I was just like, well, yeah, you're, I'm, you know, I'm like, 50. you're like older than my dad. Um, I'm was born in 04. I'm 17. You were born in the 19s. I was born in the 2000s. <laughs> Looks good. <laughs> I'm like, mm. Oldest I'd go is 99. <laughs> anyway. But I was just like, mm. Yeah. Like Men you were probably are... born in like the 70s or yeah. 60s. Yeah. I don't know what it is with these old men, but. Like I was born in the 21st um, century, but go off. Yeah. I got a text from, um, on Facebook through one of my dad's friends. Um, I didn't know. That was who that is. But <laughs> he texted me or PM'd me, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook messaged me. And he was referring to a picture of me and my mom with my eyes looking 
amazing, by the way. Your eyes always look amazing. In Go your like pictures. my Facebook page or whatever. Whatever you do with Facebook. I don't know how to use <laughs> Facebook. But um, he um, messaged me and he was like, I just want you to know that your eyes are just so pretty or so beautiful. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Haha, thank you. I never know you. how to take stuff well, like that. Well, <laughs> I don't care. Like, it's a compliment. I was very flattered. Mm-hmm. But I, I went and looked and he's a very bald, old heavier set man and I looked at his age and it said he was like 55 or 57 and I'm just like I am not okay with that like and then so he like continues to talk to me and he's like yeah I worked with your dad that's how I found that out and then I'm like oh cool and like I don't know what to say but I'm also so intrigued I'm like how far is this man gonna go with a 17 year old not that I'm going to ever meet up with this guy but like the conversation's intriguing to me um and so he just, like, kind of continued talking to me. And he was, like, like, um, the last text that I read, I haven't um, responded yet. I don't know if I'm going to. But he was, like, <laughs> it's a small world. I'm, like, uh-huh. I, I don't know how to respond. I don't know what to do. I'm just, like, I'm uncomfortable. Right. Like, what? what? So I don't know what to do there. That was, like, my most recent one. And... We have, have you had any encounters like that at work? With men? Like with anyone? Well, um, I had had affairs with this one man who was <laughs> older. And he was there with like a big group of people that we all knew. Mm-hmm. and But no one knows that that happened. So he was there and it was just awkward. Mm -hmm. That was kind of it. Like, he just kept staring at me because, like, he's friends with... That's how I felt with the one dude. Like, our co-workers and stuff. So I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to go about this, how to take this. Like, I'm not going to go up to him, and I assumed he wasn't going to come up to me. So, like, nothing really happened there, but we have Nightmare Before Christmas playing in the back. So I just thought about this one, and... um. It was one of my exes. We were actually, um, you know, um, mm-hmm. doing the tango. My family <laughs> would love to hear about this. Um, I actually told my mom about this one the other day, and she <laughs> loved it. Um, we were, you know, and he the way his room was set up, he had a mirrored vanity. And I was facing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in the on the opposite wall was the TV. So in the reflection, <laughs> I could see Nightmare Before Christmas. So, like, while everything was going on, I was just, you know, laying there or whatever. Yeah. I'm just watching Nightmare Before Christmas while it's all happening. And I <laughs> thought that was, honestly, the best time I'd ever had. Honestly, you guys should really invest in a mirrored vanity. <laughs> um. Honestly, I would do it. It just brings everything together. It really, it it made my night. (laughs) Um, Do you have any more? Um, I don't. I feel like I have so many, but at the same time, I just I I I can't have none. Right. Um. Other than like guys at school. Yeah. Like there's there was this one guy. Oh my gosh. Um. He's in the welding lab. Okay. He's maybe like six two. Um. He's, like, I think there's only, like, one or two black kids in the welding lab. And he's one of them. And, like... Ohio, what can you do? Exactly. 
but well there's actually a lot of like it's very like split down the middle of like white kids and black kids okay. at our school like it's not like my home school right it's not like our home school right and um like before i got like close with like anyone in the welding lab because like bestie he's in welding so i have like a lot more friends in the welding lab and friends with like two of the girls that are in there i think there's only two girls in the welding lab and like he was whenever i started at eastland i was very very quiet kind of kept to myself yeah um which is what i kind of wanted to do through graduation and obviously that didn't happen right and um we were sitting there and i was just sitting at lunch watching Grey's anatomy on netflix just eating my food outside and he comes up and he sits next to me and just starts talking to me i'm like okay like yeah i got a friend whatever and (laughs) no and i started like he would start to sit next to me he would take my phone and like take pictures on my phone and like save them and like send them to himself and stuff. I hated that we ever normalized people taking phones and taking pictures. Yeah, on their phones. the only time I do that is like with my closest friends. Well, I like I would do it to my mom when I was little and didn't have a phone, but like now I'm just like, don't touch my fucking phone. <laughs> right, like a lot of stuff in my phone is private. Yeah, I don't even Like, care. a lot of messages with my friends. Like, I, I can't stand care. when people are, like, bored and they go through, like, your friend's messages and yeah. just, like, read it. I'm like, that's... Or when they'll, like... like you never know when I could be talking shit about you. You show them a picture and then they'll start scrolling. Girls, yes, my mom does that. She did that when I was showing her my homecoming pictures and I was like, I'm... I was I, like, I'm gonna take that. And she literally was, like, holding on so tight. Yeah. And then, like... Give me my phone before you like see something that you wished you didn't. I was showing our coworker because I don't have anything bad on it, but yeah. like I screenshot like really sad stuff on there, and I don't want her to look Red at it and flags. then and then turn it into like a lecture. Yeah, I was talking with our coworker yesterday, and I was showing her pictures, and I accidentally scrolled the wrong way, and <laughs> she just happened to see. It was waist up, but it was pretty low. <laughs> and I was like, I am so sorry. I'm going to walk walk in with my head held down tomorrow. It was good. It was not, actually. <laughs> it wasn't the best, but you know what? Um, but with the guy at school, like, he was sitting there, and then I got close with my bestie. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no, that dude's weird. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then I started talking with people in our lab about it. And then he would text me. And he would be like, hey, what's going on with like the drama in your lab? Blah, blah, blah. Like, they talking shit about you. And I'm like... Oh, is this the psycho kid that, like, is obsessed with you? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, like, he started texting me and shit. And, like, we were nonstop... I'm in cosmetology. What's the main thing you do with, your cos- with like, your hair stressor? You talk to them yeah. about so many things. Yeah. Literally, the job description is like part gossip. Literally. It's literally in it's it. It's my favorite thing to and do so when all I get of my us, hair done. All of us, we all just talk yeah. while we're doing it. And he gets brought up into it. And it's just like, mm. Like, I didn't know there was drama in our lab. I was like, did you guys know there was drama in our lab? And they were like, I didn't know we had drama in our lab. And so I would like text him and be like, there's like no drama in our lab. And then he texted me, we actually made a group chat and named it, um, 
box head ass and then had his name. Okay. Um, because his face, like I, you know, I don't like talking shit about like how people look, but like he looks like a Minecraft character. Oh, little Steve. <laughs> little Steve. And we were sitting there and we were talking about it. And like he texted me and was like, hey, keep my name out your mouth before I do some shit about it. And I was like, the amount of friends that I have in the welding lab, like my bestie, like if he finds out that you said something, like. I don't understand he would men that threaten one, anybody for dumb reasons, but two women overall how yeah. are you gonna sit there and like because like i'm a tiny person to- yeah like, i'm a tiny he's like six three and it's drama and it's high school it's like it's not important Shut and i'm up. so happy i don't think i've actually talked to you about like other than like the guy drama with my bestie i don't think i've ever actually had like drama at my school yeah. like since i transferred and i love it well that's why i left mine couldn't do that's it. what i didn't want to go <laughs> yeah i i don't know i just i don't i don't want to deal the with only that. reason i would have gone to my home school is because my cousin goes there right that would have been the only reason why i went okay but i was like i'm already in career i was like i might as well finish it out just finish it out just keep going so now i got seven months left that's so good on the last week of my first nine weeks of being a senior and it's going good. Yes, yes, yes. But men are... Men are awful. Men are honestly. trash. Honestly, the moral of the story <laughs> here, everybody, is to not be around men, honestly. And if you're a man, I'm sorry. If you're not a gay man, sorry. You know what I mean? You're just not... You're not it. Well, I mean, if you like to victimize yourself, then you're not Are it. you talking about me right now? No, I'm not talking <laughs> Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. He'll just have to find out in the next you episode, I guess. Are you talking to my mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, she You know what is else is cool. crazy? What? Me and your mom have the same name. Yes. I was they thinking called, about that They earlier. called her name. To and sing, yes. To sing. And you were like, is that I, I, me? Did you see me in yes, the kitchen? I, I was saw so you through confused. the window. And I, I was like, like, honey, my mom's got this. Hold on. Well, even um, our two coworkers were like, did they just... Did they just call? Yeah, I know. And I'm like, her. unless unless Tristan or one of you or the bartenders yeah. put my name in, I ain't going up there. I'm not going to lie. You and my mom killed it. Did you sing Thursday? Okay, so then my mom killed it. And so did oh, our coworkers two, killed it. They sang, I sang two Thursdays. They sang Whitney Houston. Celine Dion. I thought it was Celine Dion. No. I don't know. This is not important. But, oh. They sang I Have Nothing by yes. Whitney Houston. Oh, that's Whitney Houston. I thought, uh, anyway, don't <laughs> talk to me. Um, anyway, pop off, I guess. Um, no, I just... <laughs> Go off, queen. Whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so we just took a little break, and now we are here and back. But that is actually all we have. So This time. This there time. There will be another time. The, Rosie will probably be back. Um... <laughs> So, if you have any more topics you want us to discuss, episode ideas, just message me, or even you can message Rosie. I don't care on anything, whatever and you, you can find us on. That like you related with, or that you want to yeah. talk about, that like you feel like you don't know what to do about it. Let us know, and we can kind of like. Cover we are by it. no means therapists, but we love to talk, and we have a lot of. Different coping mechanisms or different ways. experiences, I would say, for how young we are. Yeah. And then, 
If you have any weird guy encounters, please let us know because I truly want to hear them and I want to share they're them. So, they're so fun. I won't and say so your name like... if you don't want me to, but if you have weird guy encounters, please tell me and I will literally dedicate an entire episode <laughs> talking about them because I have more. I know Rosie has more. That's so many. Um, just let us know. I'm very curious. I feel like others would be very curious of mm-hmm. that. That is all we have this time. Family trauma moments done. We cried it all out. <laughs> I hopefully you related to it. Maybe cried too. I don't know. And a lot of family trauma can go into how you are as a person today and how you deal with things like that. Oh, That's okay. You know what? It's we're all coping. We're all learning. We're all growing. We are. Somehow, some people. I don't know. Some people don't move, but. And you know what? It's all unfiltered. Authentic. You said my name. I did. Okay. That's all. I'm leaving. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Have a fantastic day. Or night. Or morning. Or or anything. Whenever they listen to this. (laughs) Um, You. Yup. Let us know on any ideas that you have for another episode or topics or anything that you want us to kind of cover over. Look at her taking over, guys. We'll just. Look at me go. We'll end it at that. Bye. (laughs) Bye.